0: And Welcome. I'm so glad you clicked on today's episode. I just went to upload today's episode to my computer and then I realized, you know what? I really want to give this one a proper introduction. I recorded it yesterday with a beautiful human that goes by the name of Jesse Itzler. And Jesse Itzler is a very successful entrepreneur. I actually just Googled him to give a little backstory on who he was. And I'm like, wow, he is super, super successful in the entrepreneurial world, which I always knew. He is the co-founder of Marquee Jet, which is one of the largest private jet companies in the world, partner with Zico Coconut Water and an owner of the NBA's Atlantic Hawks. He's married to Sarah Blakely, who is the founder of Spanx. He has four children. He is a New York Times bestselling author. And my point in saying all this is, I just Googled this about him. I knew he was and is a very successful entrepreneur, but I found Jesse a few years ago and I fell in love with his soul. Not all of these things he's done, but his soul. He has this message to the world and he fully embodies his message which is to really bet on yourself and to live your life to the absolute fullest. The way he spoke about his life, the way he spoke about how he lives his life and the way he encourages others to fully bet on themselves, to break down, you know, a wall of the unknown and to be someone who is such a successful entrepreneur but to be so kind and giving With his time, with his words, and just be living proof of someone who fully, fully, fully lives his life really inspired me at a time in my life when I wanted to bet on myself. And when I found him and I found some of his words, he gave me that courage. And so he's just played a large role in my life. And that's why he's someone who I just really admire because it was a pivotal moment in my life when I found him. And from there, I became just super in touch with where he's at, what he's doing, what his family's doing, what he's training for. He pushes his body to the extreme. After following him for a little while, a couple of years ago, I realized he only ate fruit until noon. And He was into food combining and really prioritizing his health, which obviously I'm all about. So I just felt a deep connection to him and the way he views the world, the way he speaks. And I've just admired him so, so, so much. I'm so fond of him. And so being able to meet with him yesterday and sit down and record this podcast was a big moment in my life to see someone that I really admire that took the time to meet with me. It's like he's a, he's a mirror to me, especially in the health and wellness world and the way he views health and the way he views eating. But he just inspires me still to this day to really live my life to the fullest. And yeah, it was just a moment of time in time of my life. So I wanted to really give this episode a proper introduction. And for anyone listening and for anyone who may not know of Jesse yet, you are in for such a treat. This man really lives his life to the fullest. And I hope he inspires you to do the same like he's done for me and continues to do for me. So hello, I'm here with Jesse Itzler. And Jesse, I'm sure anyone who knows me knows how fond I am of you. Whenever I'm in an interview or I'm asked who's someone that you really look up to or inspires you, you're always the person I say. I really admire the way you live your life. So I'm very grateful that you are having me here today.
1: Well, I didn't know that, Kenzie. That means a lot to me. Of Thank course.
0: you. Yeah, I just really admire the way you live your life, the way you eat, the way you are a father, entrepreneur, and you push your body and mind to all the extremes. So with that said, I'd love if you would introduce yourself in any way that you feel called to do so.
1: You know, it's funny, Kenzie, because I I struggle with how to introduce myself Yeah,
0: because
1: (laughs) I'm a little older than you. I've worn a lot of different hats. I've been an entrepreneur. I've also slept on couches and struggled and had wins and losses. But I'm a dad and I'm a husband. I'm a son. My parents are older and I I take care of them as best I can. And I'm a good friend. So. I I struggle with how to really introduce myself. But I would say that I've been through a lot. I've Mm -hmm. experienced a lot. And uh, I'm honored that you said that about me. So thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. I found you at a time in my life where I was wanting to break through a big wall of fear and become an entrepreneur and just really wanting to change my life. And your story of how you just created the life you have now and you just really broke through the unknown and that wall of fear from a very young age and that really just stuck with me so that's why whenever anyone says at the end of an interview or whatever and they ask me you know who who inspires you is always you because you played a very large role in my life in that way so i'd love if you talked a little bit about your early days and kind of how you created the life you have now
1: yeah well i would say it's funny because Before we did the podcast, I was asking you a little bit about your background and your age and this and that. And you know, my 20s were really a time where it was like a big time exploratory period for me. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I still don't really know what I want to do when I grow up. And I use my 20s to try everything. So I know you've had a book and a course and you've Mm -hmm. done so much already. And I was the same way in my 20s. I was trying a lot of different things, networking, going to a lot of different events, and just trying to figure out like what it is that I love and what it is, what was it that I was good at. And it took me into music. I, I started out as a recording artist on, signed to a label called Delicious Vinyl. And then I, I was writing jingles and then for sports teams. And then I was selling celery and carrot sticks <laughs> door to door. I was a kiddie pool attendant. I had a little clothing company. I mean, I went through like a million different things mm-hmm. and most of it didn't work, but I was learning and I was learning what what I was good at, what I wasn't good at. And I was trying and I was failing. And so I went through all that in my 20s. When I graduated college, my friends, my roommate, college roommate's dad said, your 20s are a time to figure out what it is you like to do. In your 30s, you get really, really good at it. And your 40s and 50s, you cash in. And a lot of people want to skip the process, get more likes, more Instagram, more this, more that. And some people can do that, but 99% of the people have to go through the process of like really putting the time in and the work in. And it did not come fast or easy for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's so, so, so important. I... And definitely have been there. Like I had five years where it was everything just seemed, I just kept failing. I felt like I kept failing. And now I don't feel like I have those failures ever because of that. It's like I, I take that. I use everything as knowledge and as power to find more of what I do like and less of, you know, the things that fail or that you don't like. It just, I just think it teaches you a lot more about yourself. So.
1: And nobody so- like in your early 20s, when you fail and you try to remember it. When I started out, I was, doing, I was doing music and I did this show called Club MTV. It was hosted by some this girl named Downtown Julie Brown. It was a big show on MTV, like the biggest. I did the show. And then immediately after I was on cloud nine, I'm like, I did Club MTV. It's a huge moment. I went to do a live, my first concert in Pittsburgh. And when I got off of the airplane in Pittsburgh, there was a magazine stand. And on the cover of the magazine stand at the airport is a, was a magazine called Rap Pages. I was on the cover of Rap Pages. I was like 22 years old. And I was like, "How? that's like an entrepreneur being on the cover of, of Forbes. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm on the cover of Rap Pages? Like what? And I'm like, how could they not call me and tell me that they're going to put me on the cover of Rap Pages? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I bought all 50 of the copies. I'm like, I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm going to send it to my mom, my grandmother, everybody, and as I'm checking out, on the cover of the magazine, in big bold letters with my picture, it said, Are white rappers ruining hip hop? And I was like the poster child uh-huh. for that. So, you know, <laughs> at that moment, I thought everybody in the world was like looking at me everywhere I went and saying, yeah. That's the guy that's single handedly ruining rap. But five years later, I was doing $150 million in sales at a private check company that I started with. No aviation experience, no money, and no airplanes Mm -hmm. with my partner. So we're all just one idea away from changing the course of our life. We're one idea away from greatness, you know. And I used my 20s to find that idea by exploring 50,000 different things, figured out what it was. And those failures were just building blocks for when it was the right time to be like, well, I'm not gonna do that again. I'm not gonna make that mistake again. I should have gone, shouldn't have gone too fast. I should have done this. So the failures really helped me when when, I, when that idea finally came to, to me.
0: And how would you say, how would you describe your lifestyle? Because I feel like you live your life to the absolute fullest and you have, right?
1: I would describe it. I mean, it,
0: you do everything.
1: I would describe it as full throttle.
0: Yeah, you really do it. So did that, was that always just who you were?
1: Always. I always, I always was like, Super um, invested in experiences. So even if I had no money and my friends were going on a trip, I was going to figure out a way to go on that trip. Or I was going to figure out a way to sneak into this event or this conference. Or I was able to do so much. I lived in New York City and I had access to a lot of things going on in the city. I didn't have money, but I was able to somehow find myself in those rooms and buildings and doors and meetings and events, I just invested in experiences and I still do. Because the more you experience, the more you have to offer. So we can talk about a lot of topics right right now, today. We can talk about entrepreneurship. We can talk about running 100 mile races. We can talk about fruit fruit first. We could talk about parenting. We could talk about a, a multiple, because I've done it. And it all through putting myself in a position but to answer your question i live life on full throttle i don't want to go back and be like at the end of my journey and be like celebrating that i was like 70 or 80% of what i could have been i want to be everything that i could be and and i always i always was was aware of like i never know when the end is so like right. i've used mortality i own mortality as a huge motivator even in my 20s you know i was aware that like I'm not like, 30 isn't guaranteed. I better live it up in my 20s. You know, like if I have a chance to make a moment or a memory or do something or take a risk, I, like I better do it now because I have no idea what's going to happen down the road. And I still live like that. Now I live like that even more. It's like, it's, you know, now it's like times 10.
0: So talk about the, the things you do with your body. You push your body to its fullest potential with all of your, I mean, 100 mile races or, yeah. you know, your Ultramans. Like, why, where did that come from? And why is that so important to you? That's a huge part of your life.
1: I realized that a lot of those challenges are really the test of will. And I liked my chances in that kind of race versus like a 50 yard dash or mm-hmm. something where, like, I know, I, I, by the way, I've never won anything. I've done like a, a zillion marathons and races. Like I I think I come in like, in the New York marathon, I think I came in like 36,000th place. But the longer stuff, 50 miles, 100 mile races, they're really tests of will. And I realized after doing my first one, which 13 or 14 years ago, that I got so many life gems from doing the race. And I was like, first of all, like no one's going to out negotiate me. I sit in a room for eight weeks before I like, Cave because I just ran hundred miles. Like mm-hmm. I'll sit here and look at you, Kenzie, for eight weeks until I get a yes. If we you know, so I'm like that was like powerful. And then I realized how to push through pain, how to get through op- obstacles that I was capable of more than I thought I was. And I was like, my goal when I started running was to run two miles, and nothing in my body changed. Like these are the same legs God gave me. I'm not very strong, um, same body, but I was able to take that two mile goal, which was my goal when I started running, all the way to 100 miles just by changing the way I thought about what I was capable of doing. And then I was like, well, if I could do that, can I do that in business? Can I do that as a dad? Can I do that? How could I 20x or 50x in this case, all the other areas of my life? What was the secret sauce that happened between putting a goal of two miles to getting to 100? Like, what, How do I replicate that process? And I've been able to do it. I've been able to do it. So that's why you
0: just keep going.
1: Yeah, because I get lessons out of all these things. And I also, I like the process of training. I mean, we're being interviewed right now. Laguna Beach, I, I had a six hour workout today. That's not a normal day for me. And then I went in the ocean and I feel amazing and super present. It's not about a lot of people, some people listening, they don't, that's ridiculous. I don't want to work out for six hours. It's not about that. It's about doing something that you like to do for yourself every day. Because if, if you don't, if, you, if you're bombarded with appointments, conference calls, other people's re- requests for your time, maybe you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife, and they want you to do something all, and you can't do what you love to do, you're going to have insane resentment. Like I would resent my wife if she said to me, you, I can't run. I love running. But if I do get that run in, because that's my passion or exercise, and now she wants to do, go to an opera, I hate the opera, I'll go because I, I check the box for me. So people think like I have a problem putting themselves first, and I have no problem prioritizing me. So every day since I'm 21 years old, basically your age, I've been taking two to three hours a day for myself cumulatively. And that could be fifteen minutes in a steam room, thirty minutes doing nothing. Later in the afternoon, a twenty-minute walk. You know, reading a book, whatever. But cumulatively, I take two to three hours every day for myself. If you did that, if you at twenty at twenty-four years old, how old are you, Ken? You're twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay, and you did it till the age of like retirement. Let's right. just say fifty years, seventy-four years old, right. and you took three hours a day. You'd get fifty, roughly fifty-six thousand hours of you time. If you factor in sleep, it's like ten years of bonus time to do stuff that whatever you want to do. So everyone, when people ask me, like, well, how have you been able to do so? Much? I'm like, I structure my life that way. I take time every day. I don't overschedule my life with bullshit meetings. You know, in your twenties, in your twenties again, and I can say this because I'm older. But in your twenties, it's a good time to say yes. Because you got to get the deals, you got to make networking, you got to sell this. You know, you, you need to sometimes say yes to those kinds of Yes, I'll go to dinner with you. Yes, I'll, you laugh at jokes that aren't funny. You do all that shit in your 20s. In your 50s, it's a good 40s and 50s. 20s and 30s, you say yes. 40s and 50s, it's a good time to say no and just do what you want to do. And that's where I am right now.
0: I very much so agree with you about putting yourself first. I think that I'm a huge I talk about that all the time because I believe that if you are not full yourself and your bucket isn't full, you cannot give your best in other areas of life. I mean, I think that when you're pouring so much into work, you almost lose sight of what you're even doing. It's those moments that you really prioritize yourself and your well-being and your passions that make you better which ultimately makes Everything around you better, your job better. Things just happen much, much easier than it is. You're not just going against the grain and draining yourself, not really fully living for you. So I love that you do that. I More agree. people need to live for <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Let's talk a little bit about food because I found you after I had been having fruit first. And then I heard you down the road say that you were a fan of Harvey Diamond, which I am too. Yeah, he's like, the, he's like the ultimate.
1: He's the founding father of the, the whole fruit movement.
0: founding father. And so a lot of people listening are also, they're very aware of the fruit till noon thing. So let's talk a little bit about your journey with that and why you also prioritize that. And that's such an important part of your life because you seem very in tune with your health as well.
1: Yeah, it, it might be the most important yeah. thing in yeah. my life outside of like the obvious. Well, I, was, I discovered Harvey and eating fruit when I was 22 years old. I was running my first marathon and I was just looking for an edge to see if like, I want to make sure I could finish it. And I was reading anything that would, that applied to health or running. And someone recommended this book called Fit for Life by Harvey Diamond and his wife, Marilyn. And I read it and in the book, it challenge, it's a lot of the principles you talk about food combining, eating fruit only in the morning, amongst other things. It challenged the reader for 10 days to only eat fruit and then in the morning and day 11 go back to their regular breakfast. So I, was I like, did this. Yeah, this like, is I, how
0: I found the lifestyle through right. this book. And for the same reason, I picked it up and I was like, this is so weird, but I love it because I'm like you. I like the edge. Like, I like what's not normal. It wasn't normal.
1: Well, I know what normal gets you. Yeah. It gets you 40% of the country obese and overweight, it gets 66% of the of the country unhappy. It gets 50% of marriages end up in divorce. Like I know what normal gets you and I don't want normal. So I had to find my own answers and I'm a trial and error guy. I don't believe like before there was marketing, there was something called common sense. And before they spent <laughs> billions of dollars to convince you that breakfast is the best meal, like humans like didn't feel like eating humans didn't eat until they spent so much money to to make people literally brainwash people into thinking that breakfast is the most important meal and every time i have a big breakfast i get tired and bloated don't feel great and every time i had like an apple or grapes or a smoothie i was like killing i was like you know on fire thinking better everything So I tried it for 10 days. And then day eleven, I went back and I had oatmeal or bacon or whatever I was eating. And I was like, I felt disgusting. So for 30 years, unwavering, unwavering, I've only had fruit in the morning.
0: Energy. Yeah. All about the energy.
1: Yeah, because you'll use more energy to digest your food in your lifetime Mm -hmm. than you'll use for energy for everything combined. Mm -hmm. You'll use more energy just to break down the roughly 70 tons of food that the average American will eat in their lifetime. And we want energy. We don't want to be, nobody ever raised their hand. I've never met anyone that's raised their hand and said, I want less energy. Everybody wants more energy. So if you could streamline your digestion and eat and, and use less energy to digest your food, you'd free up more energy for everything else, to be more vibrant, to fight infection, et cetera. So fruit does that. Fruit does that because it digests in 20 minutes. It digests quickly. It's loaded with goodness. So, anyway, but you know, we're, we speak the same language. Yeah, we language. do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so,
0: <laughs>
1: you know, it's like talking to a mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I've been doing it. And I, listen, I don't, I don't, I think people have to, on their food is a very emotional,
0: Absolutely. powerful,
1: um, maybe. Confront, not confrontational, what's the word? Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's. A
0: lot comes up when you talk about food. Yeah. For, for a lot of people, it's not yeah. just necessarily just about the controversial. food. It's controversial. Controversial. It's what's good, what's bad?
1: You know, and there's so many thoughts around it. There's mm-hmm. meat is bad, meat is good, dairy's bad, dairy's good. Mm-hmm. There's keto, there's paleo, there's this, there's that. It's like, what? It's so confusing. I'm a trial and error person. I tried this. And it's been the best thing that's happened to me. It might not work for John or Jane Doe that are listening to this, but it, it very well might. I know that tens of thousands of people that it has worked for that have written letters and emails to Harvey. But for me, it's been the single greatest gift. And I cold called Harvey Diamond about, let's see, 10 years after I read the books. So I didn't hear anything from him. I'm like, this guy sold 17 million copies of his book. Where is he? What's he doing? Why hasn't why doesn't he have his own TV show? Yeah. I don't even understand what's going on. So I cold called him and we became really good friends. I basically just asked him to be my friend and he I said yes. That. And uh, we became really good friends. He died last year.
0: Yeah, I
1: know. And um, anyway, I am a full believer. And you know, if you Google, You've been through this with the food combining, people attack, you get attacked. This is ridiculous, there's no science. There's so much sugar and fruit. I mean, how do you get your protein? It's the same argument every time. Every time. Let me just say this, I'm 52. I just ran, rode and swam like a lunatic in the hills of Laguna for almost seven hours. I don't really, and I'm not doing that to bang on my chest. I don't know a lot of people, my friends that would have been able to do that. And I credit that not for my unbelievable stamina or will or anything. I credit it to the way I eat.
0: Absolutely. That right there is why I wanted you on this podcast right there. Because I feel like you are living proof of someone who's just very in tune with the way you eat and you eat for you because it makes you feel good. And I do believe that like right now in the world, especially with the media and just everything, people. There's so many opinions on everything, right. and at the end of the day, you have to do what really works for you and your body. But a lot, a lot of people really take the time to listen to what may work for them because of opinions. So it's nice to hear someone, not myself. That <laughs> is, <laughs> I feel
1: the same way, Kenzie. When I look at I'm your post here,
0: I'm like, I have tough skin now, you know. But it's um. Every day, I mean, I see those questions.
1: And you know, very often, I'm sure it's the same for you. Like a nutritionist will email me, like, you know, some kind
0: of,
1: yeah, yeah, like whatever, whatever. And I, you know, and I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a food scientist. I'm a trial and errorist, and it's worked amazingly well for me. Mm -hmm. Much better than waking up and eating, you know, a piece of bacon and eggs on toast, having my little fruit cup. Has been a great, a much better recipe for success, and I'm talking about business, friendships, relationships, wellness. I haven't really missed a day of work, you know, I don't think ever than the way that I was eating and living my life prior to that. And it was a gradual journey for me. I, I started with the fruit with fruit first, and then I eliminated red meat, then I slowly eliminated chicken, and I started making changes. And every time I did that, I felt better. And then I got, it wasn't people asked, was it for animal Because re-? I'm also, I'm pretty much a fruitarian. I mean, I eat like 80% fruit. Yeah, I, I love do it. eat
0: lots of bananas. Right.
1: I don't <laughs> eat right lots of bananas. <laughs> I don't eat a lot of uh, dairy, like basically none. But anyway, it was a gradual process. It was and people asked me, like, well, why did you do it? Was it for the animals or whatever? And the the answer is it was for me.
0: Yeah.
1: And as I learned more, I was so All the benefits of the environment, animals, animal cruelty, et cetera, were all additional benefits that strengthen my belief and position in what I'm doing is right. I know it's right. I mean, yeah, like, so anyone could say anything to me. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. It has no impact on me. I don't Mm -hmm. listen to it because I know in my DNA, I'm 100% convinced that fruit is the best thing you can eat. Yeah. If eaten correctly.
0: Right. Right. We were made to eat fruit. I mean, it's just abundant. It's beautiful. I thought of a great question as you were speaking, because I see this all the time. I get emails, I get messages, and a lot of people say, how do you make that change to eat in that way if the people around you are not? And I know that just from online and stuff, like, the way you eat is very different from the way your wife eats. And I love that about your relationship because I love how you guys are just so, you both do you and you come together and it's great. But I think this would be a great question for you to answer for that person who says, how do I do it if no one in my household's doing it?
1: <laughs> That's a really good yeah. question. <laughs> uh, what happened to the softball questions, Kenzie? <laughs> You're supposed to like lob them into me. This
0: is how my podcast always goes. I, I like just start, Right, asking questions as I think of them. Right, so. that's
1: cool. I don't force what I'm doing on anybody, yeah. and everybody can make their own decisions. And so I let every everybody's on their own journey, and I'm not here to, to to tell somebody what to do or what not to do. I can just share what I do and and how it works for me. And then outside of my house, people all the time like, you know, you're crazy. You're this, but at the same time, they're curious. It makes me more interesting. I think a lot of people envy that discipline. It's not discipline. People always say you're so disciplined. I
0: get that too.
1: And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? First of all, it's not discipline. It's a lifestyle. It's like when you say discipline, people, when you say discipline, to me, it, it brings up deprivation. Like if you're disciplined, you have to give something up because you're so disciplined. You know, It just makes you feel like you're depriving of Tough, yourself. yeah. You're depriving yourself of something. I don't feel deprivation never works if you're on like if you're depriving yourself of something like you're going to it's just going to backfire if you're on a diet and you're depriving yourself of the things you love like chocolate or this or that it's going to be really challenging to sustain it lifestyle works and this is a lifestyle for me it's a decision it's it's not even i don't look at it like i have to it's uncomfortable it's weird i, I don't feel like i'm giving anything up i don't miss cereal i don't miss eggs i don't miss pancakes none of that It's my lifestyle and I love it. So, it it, and so that makes it sustainable.
0: Gotta do you. And I love that. It is not, it's all about a lifestyle and it's all about daily habits, which is something I speak so much about. Like, it's the daily habits, the things you do every single day that make up your life and who you are ultimately. So, when so many people try to change like their entire life, they look at the whole entire big picture. But it's all about looking at those small things you do every single day that ultimately make up your entire existence.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the greatest gift that I got from Marquee Jet, this Mm -hmm. is this jet company that I had when I was 29 years old or something, wasn't the money that we made. I mean, that was great, but the real gift was as a 29-year-old kid, we flew 4,000 of the who's who of business, pop culture, entrepreneurs, and I got to ask them about their habits. So like every free moment I had it at the airport, on a call, I would ask them everything from how do you live rich? What time do you wake up? What do you do with your money? Where do you vacation? What do you, you know, who are your advice? Like just everything. I just became a, a sponge. I wanted to know what their habits and routines were, like what... I really was, and I still do this all the time. I ask people all the time what time they get up and what time they go to sleep. I'm just, I don't know. I just, I think it tells a lot about the person.
0: What time do you wake up? (laughs) Five?
1: Uh, I get up like around six. Okay, okay. What time do you get up?
0: Six. Well, I used to get up at six. Now I get up at like
1: 7.15. Okay. What time do you go to bed? Too late. Like what's it
0: like after midnight I ideally would like to go to bed at 10 and wake up at six
1: yeah that's I, sort of where I'm at
0: yeah I just 11. gotta I just gotta get to bed a bit earlier
1: you got time to sort it out
0: yeah it's fine yeah yeah okay <laughs> continue where are you going
1: so I was just saying that you know and I have worked really hard on my habits and routines over time a life system that makes the most sense for me which bakes in the and out, you know, two to three hours a day of my own personal time. It bakes in the things I like to do. It bakes in time for the people that are most important to me. It bakes in, you know. So, and I'm just a product of, again, trial and error and asking a lot of questions to get ideas.
0: And you're someone who spends. I admire also how you spend your time because you're very giving. You and your wife, I feel like you're very, very, very giving, especially to the community. And you have build your life resume. Would you elaborate a little bit on what that is and what that means to you, and how you really serve other people with that?
1: Yeah, so I'm a big believer in building your life resume yeah. more than your traditional resume. You know, doing more things with that you love to do with whoever you love to do them with. And I started a course about three years ago because people were asking me a lot of, for business advice and how I live my life, and were just curious about stuff. And I thought this would be the best way to reach a lot of people. So I basically just took my best practices from 52 years on earth in business, lifestyle, parenting, exercise, everything, mindset, and put it into a, a short course that I teach. And it's gro- so I did that and it's grown into a much bigger platform now with live events and experiences and still that course and now other courses and that's that's really how i spend my time right now other yeah. than
0: with my kids i noticed that and i love it i love to end and like wrap everything with a bit with a good takeaway something you can give everyone and i thought of yours on my drive here so i saw an instagram post of yours a couple of weeks ago where I might butcher this, but someone asked you was asking you for financial advice and where they should invest their money into, what they should invest their money into. And you answered with something completely different. Do you know what post I'm talking about? Of course. Yeah. So will you leave everyone with that takeaway about investing? What your advice is for someone who is young?
1: Well, this particular person, professional athlete with a lot of money. And my suggestion was to invest in a chef, a private chef, because- and also a massage therapist and other, mm-hmm. other people that, because I just said that any investment or anything that he did with his money would be pale in comparison to him signing another contract. And the most important thing would be to stay healthy. And I said, you know, before you buy your Ferrari, why don't you go get a personal chef and eat organic and clean and have the best career you could possibly have? Like invest, bet on, you're betting on you. You're the business plan. Whoever is listening, like ultimately, you are the business plan. So anything investing in courses and health and having virtual mentors and stuff that make you better as a person and in your craft is the right way to invest your money, especially in a young at a young age. In my in, in my opinion, or or a wise way to invest your money. So and even for as the first thing that I did, you could take away <laughs> a lot of things in my life, Ken's don't take away my chef. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it makes you able to do everything you're able to do. You don't have health. You don't really have anything. Right. So.
1: You know, cause like if, if, if you have, and I, you've heard me say this probably, but like, if you have everything in the world, a zillion dollars and yachts and mansions and this and that, and you're at this beautiful hotel and you have a sore throat, The only You don't think about your yachts and homes and mansions and cars. The only thing you think about is every time you swallow, how do I get rid of this damn sore throat? And that's just a sore throat. So if that takes away the pleasure of everything that you have, imagine if it's something more serious. So health is the whole game, man. It's the whole game. It is the entire game. So I would never neglect it for more money or for for anything. Anything, you, you know? I couldn't even enjoy my kids if I was if I was sick or even with a cold, you know. So when you're if you're a guy and you're in your 20s, you, a lot of times you want to go to the gym, you want to get like a six pack and to get the girl. Like you, all you want to do is get the girl when you're. And then you're 30, you want to stay in shape or whatever. You don't really care about that as much. Like maybe you're married, you just want to kind of stay fit, but like you're not as into like that whole going to the gym. When you're in your 50, 40s and 50s, you want to stay alive. <laughs> like you want to stay out of the hospital. And, and no, I mean it. Yeah. So it's like, and that that's where I'm at.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you've been doing it from a very young age. Yeah. Yeah. And I never got you- the girl. It didn't work for
1: me. I went right to getting out, staying out of the hospital. I guess I got the girl when I was 40.
0: But you live a vibrant life, a very full, vibrant life.
1: Without question.
0: Yeah. Thank you so, so, so much for I'm sharing I'm so glad we got to do it, Kenzie. Finally. And, you know, I
1: didn't realize that uh, obviously we share so many yeah. common philosophies. We do. Cool.
0: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you,
0: thank you so much, For listening to this episode, I feel so inspired listening back and listening to everything Jesse was saying. This couldn't have come at a better time in my life as I am embarking on a whole new journey. And obviously a lot of fear and doubt can rise up, but just listening to this episode Again, I feel so much inspiration and courage and strength to just fully live to my absolute fullest. You know, it's starting new business ventures and I'm about to put all my stuff in a suitcase and go on a journey And yeah, I've just recently made a lot of money investments and I'm just in that place of trusting. But when I listened to this episode again, I just felt so empowered and inspired to not even worry or think about the outcome because it's all about just living and Jesse is obviously living proof of that. And if you resonated with any of the nutritional aspects of this episode, I just want to remind you that I have PDF programs for digital downloads and physical books, but the PDF digital downloads, I have a code for all my listeners, which I will link below. You can get my PDFs on my website, and the discount code is food, sex, and money. As a thank you for being a listener and all these practices that Jesse and I spoke about, um, those are all what are really in my programs. I have taken these methods and these practices and package them up in a really beautiful, attainable way to learn how to apply these methods and this way of living to your life. So that's really a huge part of my work. And if you're looking to get started, I highly recommend you dive into the 21 Day Reset. And if you're just looking for a lot of fruit recipes and recipes that follow the methods of food combining, I highly recommend my Summer Refresh PDF digital download. So again, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a beautiful day.